This is CliffCentral.com. All right, Anthea, hi, how are you doing? Hello, Ben, I'm well, thanks. That's very good. Did a you have a lovely chilly. Well, May the 7th. Hmm, winter is upon us. Did you have a lovely weekend despite the winter? I did, I did. Took advantage of some of the sun that was uh, around during oh, okay. the day. Very um, nice, very nice. You opened very nicely for me, by the way, asking about the cryptocurrency uh-huh. because it was the Oracle of Omaha's annual general meeting this weekend. So Warren Buffett held his big annual meeting where there are thousands, tens of thousands of people that join. It's like a big hall. And oh, he spent, geez. him and Charlie Munger spent five hours answering questions. I mean, these wow. two are old, eh? They're not, they're not spring chickens anymore. Imagine, anyway. imagine your questions first and you sit there for five hours after that. <laughs> oh, you'd be lucky to get your question yeah. asked, actually. But guess what? Of course, someone asked about cryptocurrency and Warren Buffett said they're non-productive assets. It essentially will not deliver anything other than supposed scarcity. What does it produce itself? Anytime you buy non-productive assets, you are counting on someone later on buying a non-productive asset. It does... It does come to a bad ending. Cryptocurrencies will come to bad endings. Oh. That's not my opinion. That's Warren Buffett, who is the oracle of investing, oh, well, at least you, in Omaha. You don't disagree with him, though. <laughs> 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 so true, Buffett. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> no, I, I can't say I do. Yeah. Anyway. And, and there's a couple of other things he said, but we'll get to that later. Well, let's start with the market update. Our market, we've been so volatile. I mean, April, we were up almost 4.5%. But this month has, has just been shocking. Um, on Thursday, the market was down 2%. Um, we, we ended quite strong, though. On Friday, Naspers was up 4 and a half, no, 4.8%, which was, which was nice, considering that the day before it was down 3% or whatever it was. Um, just, I think this whole, what everyone's calling Ramaphoria is coming to a rather abrupt end because since he's been elected, actually the market is down, I think about 3%. Oh. So where, yeah, where we thought it was all very exciting and things were going to be happening, it, it, it just hasn't happened as quickly as people are expecting. And in fact, there were a couple of other things that showed that. So Discam reported their results, um, very much I mean, it, it, it's not like the benchmark for retailers, but it can be considered, you know, you can look at Discam and say, well, how's the consumer doing? Very disappointing. Dilute, diluted headline earnings per share was up 6%, so still positive, but I think we were expecting mid-20s. Um, so very disappointing. The share was down 10% at one stage when they reported results. And not only Discam, but also the other Retailers, just because it was such a sign that the consumer actually is not recovering as quickly as we'd like. Oh. I know it's an, it's an absolute shame. Um, MTN reported their quarterly results, their revenue up 9%. It was okay, but mostly led by Western Africa, uh, Nigeria and Ghana were the two kind of countries or regions that, um, contributed the most to their good results. And then we had another consumer, um, Lipstar, going to list on the JSC on the 9th, which is on Wednesday. 
but they what they do with these new listings on the JSE is that they go to the banks, the institutions, the asset managers, and they say, we're going to list, would you like shares? And then the brokers, so the banks for the the companies, um, do their valuations and say, we think this company is valued at X amount per share. And in this case, the guidance was between 12 Rand 50 and 16 Rand per share. And it looks like Libstar, well, the book closed at 12 Rand 50 which is a bit of a shame because it's the lower end of guidance. And obviously, when you list as a company, what you want is a higher share price so that you get more money. Because you, all you're doing really is raising money for various things. So Libstar raised 1.5 billion rand. Ooh. Not bad. Um, they're going to use most of that to pay down debt and to expand the company. They do do consumer food, so they provide things, anything actually, they, a lot of things, but kind of from the spectrum, spectrum of gluten-free bread to Woolworths to household products such as laundry detergents. You know, so it's quite a variety of things. Um, it is the biggest listing this year on the JSE, so very exciting. And this, of course, after, because remember we spoke a couple of weeks ago about console glass listing. And they actually pulled their listing because they said the market was not conducive to good listings or that they weren't happy about kind of the environment, if you like. And so they were going to delay their listing because obviously they weren't going to get the price that they were hoping for, basically. Hmm. Yeah. So that's uh, kind of where we are in the market at the moment with companies and results. And then uh, some, some very like, disappointing news. Yanni Mouton, who you should all know, and I hope you've read his book. No. Not He's the founder of PSG. Okay. Okay, okay. we know PSG. Paris oh, Saint-Germain. Right. Saint oh, oh, wow. See. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you're working with this uh, morning. <laughs> Moving along swiftly. Um, <laughs> what, what, what did Ben accuse you of seeing earlier on? Trying to steal his segment? Uh, his light. I see it's coming around this way now. It's yeah. infectious, yeah. That's why you stop doing it. Okay, what? it's fine. Anyway, Yanni Mutan wrote a book called And Then They Fired Me. It's a story about how he was working for the company. He wasn't doing so great. They literally fired him. Mm-hmm. He took some time out to think about what he wanted to do and then built this great company, PSG. So there's hope. Oh, that's the um, best form of revenge. Isn't it just? Oh. Anyway, he put out a sense announcement with very sad news this week saying sorry, that he Sorry, there was had, a sense announcement? Oh, sorry. Stock Exchange News Service. <laughs> that is the term I am dropping at least three times this morning. But haven't you read your sense this morning? Yes. <laughs> anyway, the sense announcement, very sad. Yanni Mutan has early onset dementia. Oh, no. mm. oh, I know. It's very sad because he's very cool. He's out there. He's big. He's bold. He's brave. People regard him as one of the success stories in the business world. He has said, though, you know, he, he really did it to make everyone comfortable and just to say, don't worry, there is a succession plan in place. Oh, he's worth a billion dollars. That's always convenient. <laughs> well, Google. But, Googled, but yeah. how old is he? I think he's 72. Oh. Just check that for me. Oh, shucks. Can you check that for me? I think, uh, if I remember correctly, yeah. And that's pretty much what's happening in the local market. I mean, that's the usual. How old is he? Yeah, 70, 71. Okay, okay so, yeah. here we go. And then a lot going on offshore as well. First of all, let's start with Friday, the boring stuff, which we think, by the way, 
as asset yeah, managers is very stuff. exciting, but like, you know, it happens every month. U.S. non-farm payrolls. Um, the U.S. created 164,000 jobs in April, which is not that great. I mean, it's, it's good. It's good. But we were expecting or the market was expecting 193,000. The good news is unemployment fell again to 3.9% in the U.S., the lowest since mm. 2000, I keep reminding you about. Wow, that's quite something because a lot has happened since 2000, all these considered. Absolutely. And for that to be the lowest does say something. So if you, if you, if you know that like sort of pre-2008, we were in a bull market, right? And the yeah. U.S. was going gangbusters and – then 2008, 2009, and it was disastrous. So for it to recover all the way back is brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and then very exciting, Apple and Tesla both reported results this week. Let's talk about Apple first. I mean, uh, you know, there's nothing new and exciting that I really want to mention about it. Uh, like the iPhone 10 was a bit disappointing, probably better than we than the market was expecting, but I think still disappointing. Revenue for the quarter, $61.1 billion for the three months. $61.1 billion. <laughs> Okay. And was that mostly driven by the iPhone 10? Yes. So the iPhone made up, no, not the 10 necessarily. The iPhone total sales made up 62% of revenue. Um, wow. iPad was surprising. Um, those numbers were better than expected. Uh, Mac dropped, so iPhone, uh, uh, sorry, iPad sales were up 9%, which was, considering, like, I, I don't know many people who are still I buying iPads. Don't know. I think you buy an iPad for like the back of your car or, yeah. you know, like at, at events for fixtures, installation and stuff. I think personal yeah, use I of, think the fan I, 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 I'd love to see the breakdown of personal use of iPad rather, I mean, it's quite cool to put into a wall. Or like for a security screen or something. Oh, that's a good point. Like yeah. to, to, to monitor and yeah. to, to control everything. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Um, and then nobody talks about iPod anymore, so I won't even waste your time. Oh, it sucks. And yeah. then Mac sales were down surprisingly by about, oh, let me remember this number off the top of my head, 12%, I think it was. Don't quote me on that. Hmm. Um, but the point is that Mac sales were down, which is very disappointing. So, yeah, so I guess, yeah, the iPhone's still making up a big chunk of that. Their cash on hand, this is the last thing I want to say about Apple because that's an interesting thing. Cash on hand fell to $267.2 billion. And this was after they spent money, um, kind of on acquisitions. But very interestingly, on Saturday, Warren Buffett in his great AGM the said, Oracle. the Oracle <laughs> said, <laughs> That actually Apple just has too much cash. And the problem is that it would be hard for them to find acquisitions that are earnings accretive. And he's absolutely right. So if you're a company, what you want to do is buy if, you know, kind of your product range is where it should be. Um, and you'll see it with the big companies. They go out and buy smaller companies that are startup, that are innovative, that have new ideas. And Apple are just kind of, well, what are we going to spend this money on? Because there's nothing that will enhance their earnings. Which is absolutely true. Jeez, and when you are at that level, you do fall into that trap of just getting into your own hype. Because how do you innovate, and what else do you do? Exactly. And, how, well, and you want you to make more money. It's interesting you say it because you said you're going to report on Apple and Tesla. If Apple were going to stick money, they should stick it into Tesla. Ah, oh, let's because, talk about Tesla. <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm quite keen to hear what you've got to say about this because we, you hear so many different conflicting things around Tesla. In many ways, it's still a huge success because it's not dealing with demand, supply, and the numbers and all that kind of stuff. And the greatest scheme of things is a production 
car, people are saying it's a failure. But mm. what they're doing is still a huge success. It's just it's not going to compete against a BMW or a Nissan, that kind of stuff. It's doing its own thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about Tesla. So no one. Let's just start with no one is talking about the financials. So they reported financial statements. Everyone is talking about Elon Musk <laughs> because he is just cheeky, quite frankly. But the numbers don't lie. But anyway. Okay. Yes. So if the numbers don't lie, here's the problem with Tesla is that they burn through another billion dollars, their third quarter in four quarters. So they've basically spent $3 billion a quarter. At, well, actually, call it Three. four. It's actually $4 billion in the last year. And this is what innovation costs. Mm. That's what it is. So he's just spending money. And it's worth it. And and so everyone is questioning him. So everyone's saying, "Listen, Elon. So you've spent all this money. You've issued bonds to the value of 1.8 billion dollars. Are you going to have to come to market for more money? Like, how much more debt can this company take on before it begins selling and becoming?" a success, right? Yeah, and but and he, making revenue. But then he just goes, yeah, but I went to Mars. Everyone's like, ah, oh, yeah, have a billion. <laughs> it's a bit like that. Except one of, one of the analysts asked him about the margins and about their debt levels. And Elon Musk turned around and said, oh, my word, boring bonehead questions. I can't answer that. Move on. Mm. <laughs> so he's literally, Whoa. yeah, he like literally said, literally said that. And he said, oh, what about the debt? And he said, can you not make a federal case about it, please? <laughs> so he's very cheeky And the market punished him for it His share came off um, Yeah, Warren Buffett as well um, Didn't have like, So so okay So here's the thing You know Warren Buffett has this candy business That has a big moat of cash And kind of nobody's going to catch it It's called C's Candy S-E-E apostrophe S Candy And he he said on on, on Saturday That Elon Musk Wouldn't what did he say about it? He said Elon Musk wouldn't get into the candy business. And Elon Musk got into the candy business. Of course. Tweeted. Yeah. Oh. oh. Starting a candy company <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. Wow, guys. <laughs> I know, right? Sometimes we really don't evolve as human beings. This is just now a flexing muscle and, oh, I'm bigger and powerful than you. A, at a bigger scale That's all yeah. it is So I can't wait to see Elon Musk's candy company But what Four billion dollars That's how much he's b- In three quarters through. Well four Four, 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 four quarters, quarters. Yeah. A billion a quarter Basically mm. Casual But so. hey Innovation as they say huh? Yeah It's Indeed. the next big thing That's what he I'm sure he said Pretty no, much He's like thing, Well do you not believe In this great thing The next yeah. big thing Yeah that book you, Have you read the book The next no. big thing You must read it Very good Okay there's two books Gotta read <laughs> Yeah I <Yeah>. know <laughs> And then they oh, fired okay. me And this yeah. one Yeah And then very The last thing We want to talk about Is that Chinese smartphone maker Xiaomi I hope I'm pronouncing that Who right. are they a Great cat name Xiaomi <laughs> 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 Has filed to list on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. Um, it's going to be the largest listing since 2014. Um, and again, it's worth the, the, the valuations are anything between 10 and a hundred billion dollars. Wow. It's crazy, right? I mean, I don't know if you've seen them actually. A couple of months ago, somebody showed me one of their phones and I was like, Oh, it's so cheap. And look, it does everything the smartphone does, or the iPhone does. 
which it's not true. Mm. <laughs> but but I think that is the point, you know, it's the Chinese smartphone that they're going for. We'll see. Well, they've got big volumes, they've got a big stake over there, whether that works the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People, people more brand conscious anyway. Anthea, is that it for today? That's it. This is CliffCentral.com.